Well, hello! <laughs> hey guys, welcome to my channel where everything is so douchey and welcome to the second official episode of Creating Chaos, the podcast for creators. I'm your host, Sushi, and today I have a very special guest for you guys. Her name is Serena Rodgard. Now, she makes informative videos on her channel or educational videos. So if she finds out about something cool, she makes her videos about that. All of her videos tell an interesting story that you will be invested in from the get-go. And yeah, you will end up learning something new and you will end up learning something you like. Um, I feel like I'm talking a bit too much over here, but yeah. Basically, this episode was filmed back in November. Her channel was in a pretty different place back then. Right now, she has a thousand subscribers. And yeah, I would really like it if you guys could go to her channel after this podcast episode and check out her videos. If you like what you see, make sure to subscribe. It. I just think she deserves way more support than she has right now. And yeah, her videos are incredibly unique. So is she. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Let's go. Welcome to Creating Chaos, the podcast for creators. I'm super happy to have you here. Um, mostly because I really, really enjoy watching your videos and I think your channel is super cool. And I just think that, you know, this will be a really great chance for you to introduce your channel to more people because I still don't understand why I, a girl who just, you know, simply sits in her bedroom and makes crappy videos on her mobile, has more subscribers than you who puts in so much work and effort and research into your videos. So yeah, let's just start by talking a little bit about you and your channel. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, first of all, you definitely deserve all of your subscribers. You do a lot for the community. Um, I, uh, oh. <laughs> I'm from New York. I grew up here. I live here. Uh, and I kind of have a very weird background. I started in music my entire life. I went to school for flute uh, and piano, and then I decided I wanted to sing. Then I decided, this was a very linear connection at the time, uh, that I wanted to do neuroscience, and uh, came back to New York uh, to do neuroscience. Halfway through, I needed to go back to the arts. Did that for a while, then then I, I discovered YouTube and I was acting professionally for six years. And Whoa. that is fun, but it's not very intellectual. So it just was this need I had. And this was a way to fill all of those needs, the being on camera part, the, you know, intellectual part. Okay, so next up, tell us a little bit about your channel. So my channel is hard to describe. It's a, I would say very broadly, a general interest channel, but uh, it's for people who are curious. It's for people who like learning a little bit about a lot of things, a little bit about the world in different ways, uh, kind of looking at everyday things and questioning them, saying, well, this is ordinary. What is extraordinary about it? And also looking at kind of obscure things and saying, well, what is relatable about this to everyone in kind of a global sense? I learn things and I tell stories about them, which is kind of my tagline from the beginning. Uh, because I'm an actor, I've always learned things and told stories about them. And this just kind of applied to real life too. Uh, someone described it as for the nerds and lifelong learners. <laughs> yeah, I really like the idea of your channel. And I think what's really cool is I've never seen a smaller channel about the topics that you are covering. Like, you know, 
I've seen Tom Scott, I've seen Physics Girl, but I haven't really seen any smaller channels doing this. Like, you know, most smaller channels I know are either lifestyle channels or yeah, just stuff like that. So I find it really cool that there are smaller channels actually going into different niches like this. Okay, so I've managed a ton of your videos and I obviously know a lot about them, but for the audience that is watching, um, could you tell us a little bit about what makes a Serena Rodgard video? Like, you know, the time it takes to research, film, equipment, everything. Yeah, uh, a lot. Um, as you said, a lot of smaller channels don't do this, and there's probably a reason for that. It is a lot of input for what some people might not consider a lot of output, but I just want to share this with people, you know? Uh, so basically it starts usually with an idea that I've had at 3 a.m. or, you know, throughout my day. I have a list of topics, uh, but I also have, you know, I think my best videos have been ideas that have come to me. But then the research, takes a lot of time. Uh, I remember writing my first two scripts thinking, okay, you know, this this isn't going to be so bad. Like, And it's, it's not bad. I love it. But I think for every video, there are about 10 to 20 pages of notes that I've taken from articles and books and, you know, as many academic journals as I can. I don't want to... There's a really high standard for educational channels. I watch those videos, you know, I, I meet those stand, like, I expect that for myself. So it, it's a lot of fact-checking, a lot of cross-referencing, contacting people whenever I can. Um, so that's the first part. The second part is I like to do the style of doing a piece to camera uh, on location. That's fun. That's where you like find the narrative within all of this information. Part of the process at the same time as writing the script is getting permission to film at the location. <laughs> and that's a big, uh, that's a big step that I was not expecting. But, um, you know, I'll have all of that ready and then I'll kind of go and this is why I don't have people usually coming with me because I will be there as long as it takes to get a take I'm happy with. And then I edit it. So yeah, all of the work I would say is in the pre-production research phase. I can't imagine the process being that long and complicated for like one of my videos, let alone every single video I make. So yeah, kudos to you for pulling through all of that for each one of your videos. And also, um, do you film and edit alone or do you have anyone else's help? It's just me. Um, I film everything alone, I edit in Premiere. I had, you know, some experience with editing because as an actor, you have to maintain a reel. You have to kind of maintain your own portfolio. So it wasn't new to me, but it was definitely more than I'd done before. So for my first, you know, video that I was doing, I was still kind of learning as I was, I mean, I'm always learning, but like it was, this process of learning everything at once. If I can, I'll have someone watch it before I post it, but usually that isn't an option. So 
I kind of, from start to finish, it pretty much is me. From my latest video, I did have a friend who I am so grateful. She drove me around. Uh, she stood there while I recorded my piece of camera for four hours. That was the only time that I actually had, you know, help uh, doing this. Occasionally, I will reach out to the education director of a place and they'll point me in the right direction. It's, it's fun to kind of talk about what a place is really about, according to the people who are there, and then put my take on it. You know, I was watching your last video and it was better than literally any video I had seen that day. Like, you know, there are people, I watch a lot of YouTube, like, you know, way more than I should. And I watch people with a million subscribers and a thousand subscribers and all of that. And, you know, I think that when people visit different places in their videos and you had that really cool B-roll footage and everything. And I just thought that was really cool. I really think your videos, like, you know, could get a funding from other people and that would be totally like justified given that you are delivering all this information to other people that we personally would never bother researching about or you know like we wouldn't have known about these places in the first place it's at least me who like you know lives on the other side of the globe like there is no way i would have known about you know like uh, the swiss canal being the widest canal and also the conspiracy about there being canals on mars like you know i would have never found out about that and yeah the nerd inside me would have been starved as you mentioned that a lot of your places is about a lot of your videos are about small towns and you know like places on the actual like you know planet so what is the response of the locals that live around those places to your videos it's it's really fun uh in new york city because it's new york city the response is pretty much ignore me entirely because that's kind of how new yorkers are you know we've we've seen it all there's a girl talking into a camera on the street who looks insane but you know so does everyone else but when I go to somewhere to film this, uh, it's really fun. I try to, especially because of COVID, I try to film in places that aren't crowded, but it does attract people. Like if I you know, have a tripod set up, which I do like to do when I can, it attracts people. You know, They're kind of interested in why I'm there and what I'm talking about. When I was filming in, in Massachusetts, I, I made some friends. It was right near a parking lot and people pulled up in their cars and they were watching me record the video. And, you know, when I got the take I wanted, everyone cheered, which is really exciting. And then also, you know, I get people who come up to me as I'm filming and ask questions. And I love that, you know, um, I've had people kind of stop me in the middle of the take and then apologize and I'm like no I I'm here to talk about this let's talk about it I think all of this is like really cool and yeah I can't imagine how much fun it would be to like you know just go to different places and meet different people and I, I sometimes wonder when I watch your videos that the places seem so normal at first glance that you know I sometimes wonder if some random building around me also has a really cool history that I could make a 10 minute video about like you know it's just, I really like the idea of you finding out all of these really interesting places that look so normal at first glance. Like, you know, I know you mentioned that at the beginning of the interview, but yeah, the whole concept is just like really fascinating. As you said, the things seem so ordinary at first. And yeah. even just looking at my own neighborhood in that way, I have discovered things. 
That being said, I have a list of places bookmarked all over the world that I would like to go to and do videos on and, you know, would go tomorrow if I could and had the money. Yeah, um, I'm sure it will happen eventually, if not soon, but yeah, for now, I would like to know what your goals for the channel are, like, you know, even if you're not able to put out videos for some time, what are the things you have in mind for your channel? I just passed a thousand views on a video for the first time today, so I'm celebrating that. Wow. Oh my god. Okay, so I did not know about that. First of all, congratulations. <laughs> so, I, um, I have all these new people watching now, which is exciting. Uh, it's still nowhere near, you know, what I need to do things like go to the widest canal just because I can, because I can't anymore. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of, you know, what I bring to the platform and to the channel, uh, so there's a question on this class that I did. It was this free, like four day YouTube masterclass by the uh, channel that, you know, does that and talks about all these things. And they had you define the purpose of your channel. What do you want it to be? And I did very specifically, but then it, I thought to myself, you know, the creators I look up to, there are, you know, maybe five or six people that really inspired me to do this. I thought I want to be in that window too. I want to be on that platform with them. And they did nothing short of change my life because they got me to think about the world in a way that I never had before. I'd spent six years thinking about how am I going to get on this TV show? And you get into that mindset of your life, you know, everyday life, your goals. And I was in that, in that place. And then I see these people, you know, they think so critically and are able to convey the things that they learn and think about. It genuinely changed the direction of my life. I don't know if this is what I will be doing forever because, you know, I'm not in charge of the algorithm, but I will do it as long as I can. You know, I want to be that for people. I want to get people to start looking at things in different ways. Maybe not stop what they're doing and start a YouTube channel. Uh, but, you know, if that's what they want to do, then definitely that. But yeah. to get people to really not take things in the world for granted. And yeah, with every video that I make, uh, I try to tell a story about people. It's just fascinating to me how each individual brings so much to this platform. I think you will see more larger channels doing their own thing and being confident in their niche. But when it comes to smaller channels, we are all, you know, at some level trying to appeal to the audience more than appealing to ourselves as creators. And I just think it's really, yeah, I find it really fresh to see a channel that's making content that is pretty niche and maybe not a lot of people are searching for but it's what they like and that is good content like you know people who are interested in these things will find your channel to be a blessing for them or you know just like 
yeah, I, I could binge watch your videos like anytime I want and still be fascinated by the content. And yeah, I think for like, you know, let's put the term nerds, like, you know, nerds, like, yeah, we, we really appreciate your videos. <laughs> that means a lot. It's, you know, what's really interesting is, you know, when people subscribe, the default is you don't know who subscribed. You just know that someone did. But some people yeah. opt to have their subscriptions public. When people subscribe and I'm looking at the other channels they're subscribed to, they have millions of subscribers. You know, like, they're the people I look up to. They are literally, like, I did kind of a very informal way of evaluating this, which is I can only look at the channels that make their subscriptions public. At this point, I've probably looked at a hundred and all but one has been subscribed to... Tom Scott. To Tom Scott, yeah. Like that person is taking a chance on me. Even if you put yeah. million after the number of subscribers I have, it wouldn't equal what he had, you know? And it is, and not just him. There are people who do, you know, as you said, they're confident in their ability to kind of jump from topic to topic because they can, you know, people will watch their videos no matter what and binge watch their content. That's not a luxury that I have necessarily because of the discoverability aspect. But once yeah. I notice, you know, that someone subscribed and I look at all of these other educational creators, the people who inspired me, you know, not just that core group of people, but people that I discovered along the way. Like that's a group of people I never thought I'd see my name, you know, next to, but like they decided to subscribe to a smaller channel. Yeah, I think it's quite significant that you are a smaller channel doing what you like. And I think that the people who are subscribed to you and are also subscribed to Tom Scott and all these other larger channels, it just shows that the size of the channel really doesn't matter to the audience as long as they like the content. And I think more creators need to focus on the content rather than the, you know, how many views can this get me? How many subscribers can this get me? I mean, obviously that is a part of the equation to get your channel out there and be successful on YouTube, obviously. But I think if you are not making the content you like, like, you know, if you're sacrificing that element of being passionate about your content, for those views and numbers and stuff, I mean, I personally would not find that satisfying, is all I'm saying. I think that's such a good takeaway from this, is that, you know, focusing on making what you are passionate about is the most important. Doing this as a small channel doesn't necessarily give me the most efficient way, but I'm making the kinds of things that I want to watch. This goes back to the whole, like, dress for the job you want. Yeah. You don't need a ton of money to do this. You just need a camera and passion and a lot of passion because I, you know, burning out is easy, but if you won't, if you're having fun. Hey guys, thank you so much for sticking to this point of the video. If you've been watching thus far, then you are a real one, my friend. Here's a cookie. Um, you guys know this was filmed back in November, so I've been procrastinating for quite some time and I'm extremely sorry for that. Um, what happened was that I sat down with Serana with like seven, six to seven questions, okay? I've been following her channel for quite some time and it was really interesting for me to get to know the behind the scenes and everything. And before I knew it, um, we finished the interview and I looked at the footage and we had almost two hours worth of footage. Now, 
I have never presented long-form content on this channel and I think it would be unfair of me to expect you guys to sit through a two-hour long video right now if you've never done that before. So yeah, I ended up cutting out a lot of good bits from the interview in order to make it fit into this um, short video. But I'm still pretty content with how the entire episode turned out. If you're watching this on YouTube, then you obviously know that Serena's channel will be linked down in the description. But if you're listening to this somewhere, then make sure to look up Serena Rodgard on YouTube. That is S-A-R-A-N-N-A -N -N -A space R-O-T-G-A-R-D Rodgard. And yeah, <laughs> if you want to reach me, then you guys can reach me at my business email that is s-o-v-i-d-u-s-h-i at gmail.com, sovidushi at gmail.com. Um, what else? There are a lot of videos out there on YouTube that will tell you how to grow your channel. I will probably be making them in the future as well, but my goal with starting this podcast was to tell interesting stories and... As the name says, podcast for creators. I want to inspire YouTubers or you know just anyone who is a creator in general and keep you guys motivated because I know that as a small YouTuber, when you don't see success immediately, it can be kind of disappointing. But I want you to know that as long as you like what you're doing, it's probably gonna be worth it. It's never too early or too late to pursue something that you like, go after your dreams. And hey, there's a chance that this will turn into something phenomenal. So yeah, good luck with whatever you're working on right now. Also, make sure to subscribe to my channel and ring that notification bell for more weekly content every weekend. So yeah, that being said, hope you guys have a wonderful